Well, it's another episode <laughs> of Stay of Homekins. Well, it's another episode <laughs> of Stay of Homekins. Here we are, staying up home. Enter- here we are now, entertaining you. <laughs> here we are now. Entertain mosquito. A mosquito, my libido. <laughs> I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. He's a comedian. She's an actor. We are married to our work. (laughs) And one One another. another. We're stuck home together because it's 2020. Yeah. And we're not allowed to live our lives. (laughs) I mean, that's what sheep say. (laughs) Is that what sheep say? (laughs) Are sheep like, I have to do this. I have no control. What if sheep were like, we, we like masks? <laughs> Actual sheep. Yeah. Anyway, this is our Glad podcast. something's made out of cotton for a change, <laughs> not wool. You see what I mean? Leave us alone. <laughs> see what I, mean? I love every once in a while there's there's a picture really? of like a sheep that escaped and like they, he was lost for a while or hiding. Yeah. And then when they find him, he's... His his wool has grown, <laughs> so he's just like a big boulder. I love that. It's great. That sounds good. It's great. Well, how's everyone doing? Well, <laughs> I'm having a tough time today. Oh. I'm having a tough time today. I'm I'm like I'm I was I was down. It's yeah. Uh, I don't remember if it, the day started out that way. I I got to sleep in. I didn't have anything in the early part of the day. Yeah. But then I'm going. I'm going to work tomorrow. Yeah, I wondered if you were going to talk about that on the. Um... Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. A friend of mine who's a musician is doing a music video. I'm going to be in the video. It's a very um, small. Yes, it's a, a very small skeleton. <laughs> My friend is a very small skeleton, and yeah. it's almost Halloween. So a, he, he, sits his... he sits on our porch. He sits on our porch. Can I tell people? I don't know that they that we've talked about this, but we've talked about the Halloween decorations. I was going to say, like, someone even sent us the octopus. We didn't, we didn't talk about this, though. What? That uh, you named the skeleton. What? You don't remember this? What do I call him? <laughs> Wait, I can't remember if this was me or you. You named the that, that owl we had that one time. What owl? We had like a ceramic owl that that his eyes lit up <laughs> at night. What? <laughs> this is a while ago. I feel really like put on the spot, and I want more information. <laughs> I want more. Put on the spot. <laughs> this is a gotcha. <laughs> I did a lot like... a while ago, years ago. Yeah. I bought this ceramic owl, and the eyes were. It was supposed to be solar powered, so that his eyes would glow at night. And the effect was not great because it just looked like two little flashlights. <laughs> you I remember that you, thing. He was backlit now, so you couldn't see that it was sure. an owl. Yeah. It just looked like two round Did lights. I name him Owly? No. <laughs> you named him Hoover. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was really good. Thanks. The skeleton, I don't, I then maybe this was mine. I don't know. Did we name him, can I guess two names? Yes. Skelly? <laughs> no, this is this is making me think that maybe Wait, I named him Fred. No, okay. <laughs> His name is Cal. 
Oh, right. Cal, like calcified. You yeah, definitely. Like calcium. Yeah. Listen. Listen. That Everybody, was... listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a, I'm in a, I, you're struggling and. Oh, wait. So let me finish about the, the, uh, we got sidetracked about the shoot. So it's a very small, it's like a four person crew. Uh, it's me and two other people. The way they're going to shoot it is all socially distant. Uh, there's one brief moment where we are physically together in one shot, um, me and the other guy. And, uh, you know, they're, so they're taking every precaution. And the director is somebody who I know has shot another COVID-friendly video. Oh, okay. Um, That's good. So everybody's taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. It still feels weird. Yeah, because here's the thing. If you're an essential worker... Um, which you, I am not. <laughs> right. You get to wear PPE. But if you're on camera, you do not get to wear PPE. And I think yes. that's where the delineation, you know, comes in. Because, you know, you're wearing PPE in other arenas. Mm-hmm. And that can be pretty effective at mitigating the spread. Yes. But, yes, yes, yes. you know, when you're, when you're, you just have to kind of trust that. No one is carrying a pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic case of SARS-CoV-2. I know. And look, I hope it's not me. You know what I mean? I hope it's like, I'm not, I hope I'm, I I have not been tested. We haven't been tested and we probably should have done it by now. I, I have like such mixed feelings because it's like, I haven't been exposed to other people other than you. We, not at, not at this this close of proximity no, or indoors. Yes. Or we've, indoors. Seen, we've only seen people outdoors. And if we run errands indoors, we wear PPE. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, you pro- we probably, I, I don't know. I got a, um, what's it called? The one, the antibodies at the beginning. You got the antibodies back in May. I don't remember that. You don't No. It was anticlimactic because I didn't have any <laughs> That's why I put it out of my mind instantly. Yeah. Well, that was like back when they were like, and it was the gold standard. It was like the, you it know. It was bl- the gold standard. <laughs> this was a gorgeous antibodies test. Anyone could tell you. I was trying not to do Trump, and I think I ended up almost sounding like No, you. Were, I don't know who you are. You were like somebody. This is just somebody who's very fancy. Uh, this antibodies <laughs> yeah. test. He's almost like a 1960s fan. It is a five-star test that I have seen. I have recommended to kings, queens, <laughs> a ambassadors. Sen- a senator and a, no, a senator the fancy. And the occasional aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fancy, y'all. That's fancy by Bob, Bobby Gentry. The occasional aristocrat. And the occasional aristocrat. I hope it wasn't um, Prince. Andrew or whatever. What's his oh, name? Oh man, that guy. He's the one Epstein. Yes, Prince Ant- Prince Ep- Prince Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> he was Epstein's buddy. Yes, he was. That's right. And was involved with that underage. And that royal family has distanced themselves from him. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess that happens when you find out someone you are related to. <laughs> Has engaged in criminal behavior. He when he was saying like he has a <laughs> so medical bad. condition where he can't sweat. <laughs> Wait, I didn't see that. 
Somebody was saying, yeah, he was there and uh, he danced with me and he was sweating like crazy. And then he went on in some interview and said, that's actually impossible because uh, due to an injury I suffered in the Falklands, I'm incapable of sweating. The perspiration is impossible for me to see. Wow. And then there was a picture of him drenched in sweat, <laughs> dancing <laughs> on a dance floor, drenched in sweat. I mean, I just think sometimes people are like delusional about themselves. <laughs> I, I think that's fair Don't to say. Don't you think? Yes, I think that's fair to say. I think that sometimes people go into yeah. All right, so so you're so you're heading to a set for the first time during the age of COVID tomorrow. Yes. yes. You are feeling you're struggling. You've been struggling a little. I mean, I hope I can say this. Yeah, no, it's been It's look, not it's, just been today. No, it's been I'm in I'm in I feel like I'm in a um a really despairing place about everything right now because uh-huh. because I mean, we may have talked on talked about this a little bit last week. I don't know. It's you know what? It's so hard to remember if we talked about this with friends or if we talked about it with our listening friends. Our listening friends. But yeah, are you our friends, you guys? Guys, you're our friends. You're our friends. And we're thanks, your friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I it's the um the open-endedness of it has really gotten to me. Oh, well, we did see friends uh, and um on Sunday and it was really therapeutic to talk. I mean, we were outside at a distance, but um but it was just so funny to to connect with other people about how we kind of thought by now there would be some <laughs> measures that were affected that were put in place yeah. uh, unilaterally in America that like we would sort of have this cohesive force to combat the virus mitigation, you yeah. know? And then when that sort of not only just didn't happen, but seems to not be or like even on the table, <laughs> it feels very discouraging Yeah, because we are in a particular industry where we will not reopen fully at full capacity unless there are, you know, better infection, lower infection rates and better ways of handling this, maybe widespread testing, yeah, yeah, rapid yeah. testing, something like that. And I think for us, just because we we do some work from home, but that's not the typical way it works for us. No, and there, you know, there is a lot you can do from home, which is thankfully that's true yeah i mean i but here's what it here's what it is for me yeah it's like if i'm driving to a place i've never been before right Mm -hmm. if it's for a job or something like that something important yeah i have to be there on time if i when i'm driving there and i've not i'm taking roads that i haven't taken before i'm taking you know whatever Uh uh-huh i'll be anxious about it yeah until i get there because there's no i have no markers it's not like Oh, once I see this, I know I'm halfway there. Yes. Once I see this, I know I'm or yes. around the corner. Yes. Driving back, no problem. It's like this the second time I go to that place, it's easy. Yes, of course. There's there is uh there are unknowns, there are uncertainties. Yeah. And so this is like that times a thousand. Sure. You know. Sure. Just the idea of there's there doesn't there doesn't there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. And 
I don't know any, I don't even know when we're going to hear that there is an end in sight. And and it's not like uncertainty isn't always on the table because it is. Yeah. It's just that there are so many touchstones that have been taken away. Like in terms of, you know, any kind of predictability or, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Everything's different now. And, and we're lucky because we haven't yet been impacted personally by the virus it's true knock on wood it's true but that doesn't mean that we won't be that's also true not at this rate i mean it's just almost an inevitability i mean we're we're taking precautions because there's nothing else to do you know honey it reminds me of when my father went to the hospital um he went to the doctor for a checkup and was found to have a uh uh I think it was like a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. It was very mild. It was a very mild thing. I, I'm. I, this is in my vague memories of it because he didn't. <laughs> then he ended up being killed by a heart attack <laughs> after being hit by a car. Um, but I remember my younger brother, Alan, telling me something that is, I've thought about, I think, every single day. That the doctor said... Uh, well, if you live long enough, you're going to get some kind of cancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good to know. I mean... Which is like a yeah. weirdly... It's almost... There's something about it that's weirdly comforting that it's like, oh, this just happens to everybody. You know? Yeah. And it's one of the... It's one of like it's 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 a it's a trial that you have uh, because the good news is you're still alive. Right. But the bad news is you have to go through whatever this is. You know. Look, I I mean nothing is certain. We have to learn to tolerate death and taxes, baby. Gotcha. <laughs> I told you this was a gotcha. You fell right into my trap. I did. All of this was leading I up to did. that. Did. <laughs> you got me. I. <laughs> I'm just saying like the like the tolerance that you have to build to deal with so much imbalance in mm-hmm. the world that there is just no <laughs> kind of there's no I don't know I, I I'm not eloquent tonight or I, any night I, I'm not a witch <laughs> I'm, you. I'm not a witch I'm you. I love the song. Someone <laughs> sent us the song. Oh, it's so good. Did we share that? On Twitter, on our Twitter. Okay. Guys, if you don't follow us on Twitter, we are at Stay F Homekins. That's right. And if we reference something, we might put it up on our Twitter. We also have an Instagram where Paul does lots of little reference posts. That's right. We try to remember to do this. Here's what we're going to do. Mm. After we post mm. the little preview... Mm-hmm. You know, we do those little previews, yeah. sound bites. In the in, in the comments to the soundbite on the uh, the Stay of Homekins account, let us know what we promised you pictures of. Because we are <laughs> dumb. It's like we don't take any notes and we we don't remember we are anything. Dumb. This is not a stream of consciousness podcast for nothing, guys. Yeah. It's not a stereotype like I've nothing, guys. It's, uh, you get what you pay for. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. I get what I get, and I don't get upset, but other people get what they get, and they do get upset. I've noticed that, too. And I don't like that. <laughs> like, I really do not like that. I think it runs contrary to the saying. <laughs> I think it totally runs contrary to the saying. Yeah. I think that, um... 
if you are not making an effort to combat your impulses toward meanness and whatever it is, negativity. You could be the president. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. There's hope for all rude little boys and girls everywhere. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like, I'm, like, kind to everyone. Like, I get riled up. Fine. Hell yeah, girl. I get riled up. I go after, you know, whatever on online. You know, I might be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't know anything. You don't know nothing. <laughs> hey, you think you are? Are you dumb? She does become Scout Finch. <laughs> and <laughs> Why don't you go kiss Boo Radley with that mouth? Why don't you go tweet at Boo Radley? <laughs> if you think you know so much... You ain't nothing. You ain't nobody. What if what if Scout had Twitter? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, don't be a part of the problem. Is my yes. thing? Yeah. Um, because I here's my opinion about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, I don't think well of you if you're that. If you do that. <laughs> Damn. Especially. You guys got to put on notice. (laughs) If I'm on the receiving end, which also means by design, Mm -hmm. Paul is on the receiving end because you insult me, you insult Paul. You insult Paul, you insult me. That's the way it works. (laughs) And um, you might be like. A redneck. (laughs) Wait, maybe my If you insult Paul and also insult me, you just might be a redneck. If you insult anybody online you, <laughs> you just if you insult, anybody, if you insult online, anybody online you just might be a low life that's gonna be my low life you might be in low life yes you might be a low life and do you think there'll be people in the audience that are laughing along like <laughs> identifying with it like <laughs> i'm like that um no, because here's the thing. I think if you act on those impulses, you probably have a very low amount of self-awareness. Now, low life, low self-awareness. That doesn't mean that you can't become introspective because it's true. You know, all you have to do is stop thinking about your rage <laughs> and start thinking about how you're still a rat in a cage. <laughs> Um, hey, heads up, rats. If you're in a cage, stop thinking about your rage. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Who is that person? Okay. <laughs> Pazuzu. What's her name? Pazuzu. The demon from The Exorcist. <laughs> Remember the face? Oh, my God, y'all. Sometimes I am Pazuzu. And I'm not going to lie. You just might be Pazuzu. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's an audience that's just Pazuzu going, that is me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Almost ate the microphone. <laughs> Almost ate the microphone. <laughs> if you do this, you just might be possessed. Oh my God. If you possess <laughs> a little girl in the Washington, D.C. area in the 70s until an astronaut is going to die in space, you just might be Pazuzu. This is my favorite episode. Did I ever tell you I'm my gonna, niece? I'm like crying right now. I just want you to know, listeners, I'm literally crying. <laughs> yes, she has tears. I have right. tears running down. <laughs> you don't know. You know wait, I want <laughs> the Pazuzu cow. Remember when the when the Jeff when the Jeff Foxworthy when the Jeff Foxworthy when the Jeff Foxworthy thing came out and it was so fucking popular and he made like a million dollars a minute and then I think someone even gave me the. Um, the Jeff, Fo- no. the, uh, the Jeff Fox worthy a day calendar. Oh my god. You God's might be right. Really- <laughs> a day! 365! I hope it wasn't a leap That's year. That's what I was saying. Pazuzu needs the 365. Not a 365. You yes, can't do a 365. Yes, yes, you yes. could do a 12 month calendar. No. 365? It's got to be every day. It's got to be every day. It's got to be every day. If you're offering a priest opinions on the location of his mother and her activities there, you just might be Pazuzu. How about if you make up the word Kofifi, you just what? might be Pazuzu. No. You just might be Pazuzu. That, uh, that's how we get to 365 days? <laughs> we're, we're just accusing other people? If you pretend that you don't support an imperial presidency in your attorney general swearing in you just might be pazuzu so you're leaning heavily on the might you might be pazuzu you might be pazuzu all right your niece your niece what your niece oh my niece your niece your knees. Your knees. Okay, okay. Okay, it's starting, by the it's way. It's starting to scare me now. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm here. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm with you. By the way, I'm here. I'm with you. <laughs> Your knees. My knees. Your knees. This was many years ago. You know, some kids get into, when they hear about death or they learn about death. Yes. They get into like a weird little morbid phase. Yeah. Where they're trying it out. Because they're bummed out about, about it. Their goldfish or, dies or something. Or they think it's fascinating. I'm saying if they like, uh, maybe not the goldfish dies, but more like if they hear about the word death and mm-hmm. they're like, what is that? So we were, my, we were visiting my sister when she lived in Massachusetts and her daughter, Jessica, was very little at the time. That we were there was there was a couple of us talking and she was there, and you know they they lived at the time in this like farmhouse in Massachusetts. Uh, it was very um, like out in the not not like out in the woods, but it was it was some a little bit remote. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like the nearest neighbor was right next door. And uh, and this was broad daylight, but uh, we were talking about something, and my niece said. Something I couldn't quite hear. And I said, what did you say, Jess? And she said, you could die here. <laughs> and I said, did you say you could die How here? I was like, was yeah, she? you could die here. She must have been like four. Like she was she was a little, little kid. 
But she had to have heard that somewhere. Yeah. And she also told my mother at one point, you're going to die on, and she gave like a date. Wow. (laughs) Which turned out not to be true. I was going to say, did you write it down just to cross check? But what a terrifying (laughs) thing for a child to say, you're going to die on this date. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That it creepy kid creepy kid stuff is creepy. Yeah, man. You no, know no, when a kid is creepy, there's nothing creepier. There's nothing creepier. Oh, like a spooky la, la, kid. La 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 la. <laughs> Come play with us, Danny. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Have you known any <laughs> creepy kids in real life? Oh. Don't and maybe they grow out of it, you know. <laughs> I've never known any creepy kids. I think I've known violent kids mm. <laughs> and troublemaking kids, but I don't think I've known any creepy kids. Right, like you'll hear about, like, oh, he, you know, this serial killer. Then when he was a kid, he used to decapitate puppies. And then you're like, wait, did I know anyone who decapitated puppies? Because that would be. I feel like you'd remember if you. I knew would that. definitely remember. <laughs> I don't think I knew anyone who was who was cruel to animals. I don't think I knew anybody who did anything like that. Yeah, that would be so memorable. Yeah. I'm having a memory by, right now, but I'm not going to share it. I think that's good. It's about a family member, yes. but that's <laughs> I whole different situation. I had a feeling. Now let me we're let's take a break. <laughs> okay. We'll that's a, a great idea. <laughs> We'll take a break. I think it's a great idea. And we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Green Chef. This week we are sponsored by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. Look, Green Chef sent us three meals. We ate them. We enjoyed all of them to the point where we're going to order again using our own money. (laughs) I mean, that's a good review. Green Chef is great. Here's how it works. It lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with selected organic ingredients. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. Pictures make it better. So you got to do Green Chef. So go to greenchef.com slash homekins80 For this very special offer, with the code HOMKINS80, you get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Once again, that is greenchef.com slash HOMKINS80 to get $80 off. We're back, guys. We're back, guys. Here's what's funny. We're Uh, back, guys, not bad guys. We might be bad guys. We're bad guys. What if we slipped bad guys, in it? Bad slipped guys, bad guys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? What, what you gonna, gonna do when, when they come, come for you? Bad guys, bad guys. Is that what they say? No, they say bad boys. Oh, they say, oh. You know what? <laughs> what? It could work with guys. It, it could totally work with guys. It could work with guys. We could even make it non-binary and go, bad they, bad them. Bad them. What you gonna do? Bad they, bad them. <laughs> What you gonna do? What you gonna do, do when, when they, they come, come for you? you. R.I.P. Um, cops. What? R.I.P. cops canceled after only 300 seasons. <laughs> I never watched that. I'm not really into reality stuff. I gotta get a little more 
into it. You I guess. Don't, no. What are we missing? You know, I had I got that turtle time glass. Oh yeah. Which I saw online. I thought was so dumb. He thought. Look, it was I like funny. turtles. I thought it was funny. And He's then into turtles, y'all. I posted about it, not seeing at all that it had anything to do with the Real Housewives. And yeah. People were like, "Oh my god, you're watching Real Housewives!" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then Lauren, no, called- it was in the 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 preview in the image. Lauren called you on it. She was like, "Oh, you, it's the Real Housewives thing." <laughs> Did she call me on it? I so thought, yeah, because I, I heard her telling. Um, Tim and Jessica. No, this was before. Somebody, I was called on it previously. Oh, okay. Previously on me being called on things. <laughs> um, and uh, But I bought it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Real Housewives. It can be turtle time. It could be turtle time for me. Why can't turtles have their own glass? I mean, why not? Yeah. Look. Why do turtles have to drink out of our glasses? <laughs> Let me tell you. Let's switch gears. Because I want to tell you about something that I got in the mail today. Oh, shit. Is it a death threat? No. That, yeah, I waited until now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Well, mm. you know what? In a way, it is. Mm. I ordered a lapel pin. Okay. Off of Etsy. I'm listening. Etsy's Etsy, home, if you're listening. Home to, Etsy, if you're listening. Well, love you. You're crazy for this one. <laughs> Etsy is home to a lot of uh, uh, artisans. Artisanal. Yes, many artisans, varying degrees of sanity and connection to the world. Sure. Um, So this, I ordered this lapel pin that was to be uh, for uh, part of a costume for a character that I do called the Contraption Air. Okay. And so I wanted to get this. I saw this pin that was a Georgia State pin. Sure. Character is very proud to be from Savannah, Georgia. Okay. So I ordered this pin. It comes today. Mm-hmm. The envelope has on it a Sharpie drawn heart. All right. With Tom. like, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Very like, Etsy. Very Etsy. So I, I open it up and accompanying the pin mm-hmm. was this, which is called, do you know what this is? It looks like a little miniature mag- uh, cartoon. Yeah. It's called a chick tract. I've never heard. What are you making this up? I'm not making it up. They were. Dr- oh, these is are... it something where you flip through and it's a cartoon? No, it's a yeah. It is a little comic book. Oh, but see? like if you flip through it fast, the no, images no, no. move around. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It doesn't do shit. All <laughs> it does is it it preaches at you religiously, because they're all little morality Religious. tales. Yes, chick tracks are all these little morality tale cartoons, which I didn't realize they were still making. And then when I went back and looked at the envelope, in the heart was also a cross Jesus. and the Jesus fish. And on written on there was, thanks, For being John, Christian. John 336. What is that one? Well, I had to look it up. Revelation. Because we all know John 316. I don't know any of them. And you know what? I went to Catholic school and I played Bible search. John, Thrix, John 316. John 316, as I call it. Yes. Hey, if you're in the know, it's John 16. John 316 is for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to save it. How do you know? You memorized it's it. It's a it's because it's 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 like the one like the guy with the rainbow wig at the football games would uh hold up the okay. sign. It's under the cups in uh, in and out burger in the if you get a shake from okay. the bottom of the cups. One of the most famous. You're reading Bible a verses. lot of the verses. 
I'm reading the same one over and over again. I never turn that cup over. All right, well, co- keep going. Tell All right. What else. I feel like you turned a corner now. You're mad at me. <laughs> mad about the <laughs> verse. I have something to point out about the Bible in a minute. Okay. Let me get through this because maybe this will f- help your case. So John 3.36 goes, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Nice. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. That is nice. Hmm. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Basically, that is saying... I have no clue what it means. Like John 3.16, very friendly verse that's saying, hey, you know what? You know what Jesus is all about? He's about how much love God has for the world. I like that part of Jesus, to be honest. Me too. It's my favorite part of him. Like, love thy neighbor as thyself. Like, that golden rule goes across any kind of whatever. John 3.16, great commercial for Jesus. John 3.36 saying... Oh, if you don't believe in Jesus, you go to hell. Mm, That's mm, it for you. Okay. Now, why is that the one to put on the back of my Etsy envelope? (laughs) (laughs) And so he includes this chick track called The Choice. Oh, shit. What kind of choice? I don't know. What kind of choice? Well, I would imagine the ultimate choice is you have to choose to believe in Jesus. Is that really the ultimate choice? As far as this guy's concerned. Here's the thing about Christianity, and I know a little something about it from the decades, <laughs> over the decade I mm-hmm. was in Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of Christianity is that you will still go to heaven even if you don't believe because essentially what they are saying is you are going to doubt like that is inherent. That is baked in. That's baked in. Yes, I feel the same way. I feel like if there, if there were to be a heaven, if heaven was a real thing, Mm -hmm. the concept of heaven, as we understand it, of a place you go after you die, because it's your reward. It's your heavenly reward, right? For living a good life, being a good person. Well, it's the end of all suffering. The suffering that you've endured on earth is over. Now you live. Oh, I've never heard it framed that way. And I like that way. Yes. That's, I could get into that heaven. <laughs> That's something I can get behind. And you and you look down at your loved ones all the time. You love doing it. <laughs> I just feel like But but so so yeah. if that if that is a thing, if that concept is real, then of course it's not you're not gonna be like if you're a nice Jewish person who doesn't believe in Jesus and it's like rules are rules. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, of course I I mean the kind of Catholicism I grew up with was a little bit more that like yeah it was not you know yeah whatever well because we went to when we were learning catholicism it was yes. a post-vatican ii world Correct. and the the accent was much more on love and guilt rather than evil and wickedness but there was a little bit of that like spiritual world which kind of messed me up yes. and made me believe in pazuzu <laughs> <laughs> me too me too we barely talked about hell and yet it was any any devil thing that I would see no, when I was a kid. No, anything was real. Freaked like, me out. Well, you we didn't talk about hell, but like the Holy Spirit, the way that they teach you about the Holy Spirit of like it comes inside of you, it gets inside of you, like that. That is like when you're a kid and someone is saying a ghost gets inside of your body, mm-hmm. you're not thinking like, oh, I'm being you know overcome with feelings of love. Yeah. 
and forgiveness. What you think is, oh, a ghost is going to inhabit my soul, <laughs> inhabit my, my, my mortal coil. Mm. Like it's going to be, it's going to be like the exorcist. He's going to make me do the, weird the things. The leap is not that lot hard. Did they, let me ask you this. Did they use the word, did they use the term Holy Ghost? Holy Spirit. Okay. Mostly. Yeah, me too. They never said Holy Ghost. I remember hearing that we for the first time Holy and be like, that's Ghost, weird. I think like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, blah, 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 blah. Like when you're chanting everything. You're thinking of American Pie. <laughs> I don't remember that. When you're chanting American Pie. What? The three men I admire most. Oh, oh, Father, the Father, Son, Son and the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Oh, okay. They get the last train for the coast. Yes. The day. But we got to tell that story. No, well, can About I tell my wedding. story, my personal story? Please, I wish you would. That I got high once and <laughs> understood that song. Cut, cut, cut this out, <laughs> cut this out. Well, you got high once and understood the song? Every word, every <laughs> word, yeah, yeah. It all made sense to you. Yeah, yeah, it did. You had a literal translation for everything that he yes. was saying. It was like, okay, God, yes. Do you remember it all? I mean, it's a long song. <laughs> also, you know those like allegations that he didn't write it because he was like so, he was like a one hit. You didn't hear no, that? No, I've never. Oh, that's not true though, because because he never <laughs> had like a Opus Magnus. He never had. <laughs> I don't. Than. I think that's his most success, successful song. But I remember listening to that whole album that that's on. You did? Yeah, is yeah, Vincent, yeah. Is Vincent? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a good one. Vincent's on there. It's it's that one brings you to tears. And I'll it's definitely right he wrote these songs. Of course he wrote them, yes. but like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Wait, I just want to get a quick word in about our sponsor really quick about Green Chef because um, just so you know, we we tried Green Chef because they're uh, sponsoring us this episode. Mm -hmm. But then I used a discount for our own purposes and we got a second box and we ate the meals this week, and they were really good. They were all really good, yeah. And then I took a picture of each one. Paul can put them on the reference uh, Instagram. This is bonus Green Chef advertising it that is, they did not pay for. They didn't pay for it, but I actually want to like talk about it just for a minute, only because um, if you're sort of like, well, I cook. Here's the thing. This may have come up in previous podcasts, that I cook and Paul does not. I don't. <laughs> He doesn't cook. My all of my he doesn't cook. Self kitchen self care, kitchen self atroph atrophied when we got together because what? you cooked so much. Atrophied. Yeah. There was more. To well, what, what did you think exists? before we met? <laughs> Micro meals, baby. Take no, out in restaurants. I would make. I would. I would do. I did very, admittedly, very limited cooking, but I could like make pasta for myself. You know what I mean? Like, I could do things like that. I could do bachelor cooking for sure. Really? Yeah. Well, all I know is I know you fry yourself an egg in the morning. I get that. <laughs> That's fine. Like, I, I don't do even... like to cook breakfast, and I'll make all kinds of breakfast things. When Paul makes himself a sandwich, like, even when Paul makes himself a sandwich, I'm like, what is going on? Like, that is not a sandwich. What? What? <laughs> What is this? Why do you make sandwiches like that? What are you talking about? You just like take some bread. Yeah. You don't even freaking toast it. <laughs> then he like slaps on like 
whatever lunch meat and cheese and slathers whatever on and like that's his sandwich like there's no like design involved there's no building there's no like flavor layer like what am I, Dagwood? It's <laughs> just like, I can't even deal. Like, I let, like when I make a sandwich, like, there are so many ingredients. You out. make restaurant-style sandwiches. It's true. Because sandwiches are so good. They are good. No. They are to be treated with respect. <laughs> You're saying I'm disrespectful <laughs> to sandwiches? I don't know what that sandwich is that you make. It looks like prison. It's still, prison. <laughs> it's still a sandwich. I'm just, if I'm, like, he's like in a hurry and he's like eating. It's true. That's exactly right. If I'm at that point, I'm eating just because I'm hungry and I'm like, let's get this over with. So it's I'm not hungry food anymore. in my belly and like not. <laughs> like, that's like, right. But like, I've got stir like it all up. jars and like tinctures spreads and like vin- vinegars and just like, uh, it's like exotic spices a, a from ru- the Orient. Arugula. Like, it's like <laughs> insane. It's true. <laughs> like, it's very true. I'm like, oh my god! Like sometimes I'm, I feel so bad for Paul, and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, um, I'm gonna make a sandwich. Why don't I make you one? Because I can't like deal with him eating. Is that why you always give me half a sandwich? My sandwich. <laughs> I'm like, I made the sandwich, and then and then when I cut it in half, either diagonally or horizontally, it mm-hmm. depends. New York style or Beverly Hills style depends on how I'm feeling that day. Like, and then you see in the slice, (laughs) (laughs) the care, all the beautiful, all the beautiful treasure that's inside. (laughs) Like I cannot deal. Like I'm like, Oh my God, Paul has to have houses. Tell me about this New York Beverly Hills style distinction, which I've never heard before. Really? New York is triangular and Beverly Hills is in half is, is square. Yes. I've never heard this before. That might be my dad thing. It might be my dad thing. What? Wait. My dad will be like New York Beverly Hills. New York style or Beverly Hills style? He'll ask you if, if that's this how you way want or it. this way. No, I I get the different styles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? how I'll ask you. He would a, he would yeah, make a sandwich and then Beverly. ask you if yeah. how you wanted to cut. Yeah. I've never heard that before. What do you? What? I think that's oh, very cute. Guys, okay, Paul doesn't even cut. Hey, sandwiches. (laughs) In half. Like, what? I didn't know that this was lurking under the surface this whole time. (laughs) It's not like it was lurking. It's just that, like, I just, like, we have. Why dirty a knife? (laughs) We just have very different um, relationships with food, which is a normal. We do. I think it's super normal. Hey, opposites track. (laughs) I'm not saying my personal relationship with food is particularly like the right one or the healthy one. Can I say this? Because I about, have a problem. Like I'm too into food. Let me say this. I'm about too food. into food. I, food. I, I resent food so much. Cuckoo. Cuckoo high. Wait, I'm gonna hit it. Here, I'll do it too. Because some people say they can't hear it. Now you can hear it. I hope you can hear it. It's 500 o'clock. There we go. Um, wait, you hate food or what were you saying about food? I you res- resent it. I resent the need for it. <laughs> really? 
Yes, I do. I like food. I like food, but when I'm hungry, like really hungry, like if I'm if I'm doing stuff, if I'm like working, busy, whatever, mm-hmm. like needing food, and then also I hate the, um, the emotional trick of food, which is what, which is like if I'm feeling anxious or something or bored or whatever, right. and then it's like I'll eat some popcorn. Sure. Come on. Now I got to do the work of not doing that. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. I feel resentful about like going to the bathroom. It's the it's we talked about this on freedom. Oh, you did? It's, it's absurd. Sorry, Threedom. It's absurd. This that is we, our Tudum. It's absurd. <laughs> it's absurd that that is it still the way the that thr- we do this. It interrupts the flow of everything. It ruins everything. It's undignified. I have a different relationship with food, I think, because unfortunately for me, food is much more pleasure mm-hmm. than fuel. And that's what I well, struggle it's with. It's both for me. Like I, it, it's it's one or the other. It's the extremes. It's uh-huh. either like I really love this, but I, but you know what? I think primarily it is fuel. But if I go out to a restaurant, yeah, then it's like it's all about that experience. Sure. I, you know that I love your cooking and everything you make. I enjoy. He likes everything I make, y'all. It's true. I can't. It's I mean, true, y'all. What is funny about if you marry somebody? I think this might be universally true. I'm sure we'll hear from our listeners if it is Mm -hmm. or not. Oh, I'm I'm sure we will. (laughs) We love hearing from y'all. I love the emails, the tweets, the comments, everything. Um, If you are someone who cooks and your partner does not cook, does your partner universally like everything you cook because they don't cook? Because it's like magic to them, isn't it? I mean, I it's mean, like it just like arrives. I've eaten other people's cooking before. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a daily basis in your own home, though. <laughs> in your own home. <laughs> but you're making it sound like I don't understand how food is made. <laughs> it just like appears, and you have like a, a home cooked meal, and you're like, "This is so good." Also, I cook with a lot of salt, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. It's very true. I cook. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm sorry. If this offends your sensibilities. If you're an animal listening to this, <laughs> I hope you're one of the ones we don't eat. Uh, otters. I cook in a lot of fat and salt. I like to cook like, I like to make stuff like flavorful. Mm-hmm. Like I am not, like I will cook in like animal fat. That's well, the thing I will do. The most alarming thing <laughs> is if we're eating something yeah. and you say... It's a little salty. That's great. That means I've dumped like half. That's a like box if, especially if you've if you've salt. tasted it before me. I'm like, is this gonna kill me? Is like, this gonna gonna suck blow. all the moisture out of my like body. I'm gonna like dehydrate. I'm gonna turn into a raisin. <laughs> I'll just be like a stick of beef jerky. Jerky. I'm not saying I'm a healthy. That's the thing about food is like you have to sort of like get in touch with your relationship with it. Anyway, the green chef back to the green chef. So we got the extra box, like even, of course we got to use our discount or whatever. Of course we did. But I I have to say it's pretty, I, I honestly, I will admit, I thought that it was going to be garbage. (laughs) Before we first tried it. Before we even got the first box. I was like, there is no way. I'm going to like this meal kit. 
Because I'm not picking out my own exactly. greens at the farmer's market. Yes. I'm not going to the store and picking out a cut of fish or whatever. You know, I was like, this can't, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And then it came and it was like really fresh. I know I sound like I'm making up a commercial. I swear to God. I know. It's making me mad because I'm they like, <laughs> only paid for the one app. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. And now I've like talked my mom into trying one with our coupon because, not because I want her to use the coupon, but she's not being good with her nu- nutrition. <laughs> You're putting your mom on blast on the podcast. <laughs> Damn. Every time I call my mom, she's alone during the quarantine, y'all. Yeah, she's in tough, her seventies and I want to visit her in South Carolina so bad, but I can't fly there and risk bringing COVID to her doorstep. But I'll be like, what did you have for lunch today? And she'll be like, oh, a hot dog and an ice cream bar. <laughs> and then I'm like, mom, you smells like. AKA my dream. <laughs> I like lose my mind. I'm like, because then you had some protein. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm like dying. I'm like, I can't even deal. Oh, do y'all have this thing? Am I like, did you want to tell a story? I just want to say like, do y'all have a thing with your elderly relatives where you have to talk them into technological help? Oh man. I feel I feel I mean, like very today, lucky that today I. Today when I lost my mind on my mom. Oh, did you hear me? On yes, the other I room? did. Yes, and I, did. I was like, I was trying to get my mom signed into her HBO Max app on <laughs> Apple TV because all she does is watch TV yeah. during this. And I was like, you got to sign into this new HBO because they changed it. Mm-hmm. So not only did they have HBO Go and HBO Now, the new app is HBO Max, and like to sign into it is like fucking Fort Knox like my mom I had to get my mom to like open a computer like I was like okay I was like open a safari window show me on the FaceTime what you see and then she's like pointing it to the floor and I'm like okay can you see in your phone like where the FaceTime is pointing because anyway like I was like it took 40 I'm not joking it took 45 minutes yeah but, like, would you have the patience, like, if you had an elderly... I mean, like, who in your family would have needed... But you have family, like, when your parents were still alive. Yes, when my parents were still they alive. They had family near them. Yes. When I was out here, my brothers and sisters were all back there. So they would have been the ones to help with that stuff. Truth to tell, I don't know... Like, my mom lived long enough to have email. You know what I mean? Right, 2007 she passed. Um, it was 2007. It was 2006. Was it really? Yeah. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Because I remember going to Philly with you. That was yeah. an intense moment. That was intense. Yes. Um. So email. Yeah, 2006. Yeah. So 2006. I don't. I don't know if she was always. If she had to constantly be asking for assistance. If I. I mean, knowing my mom, she probably. Was she technologically inclined? Like, did she enjoy the advancements of... You know what? Yes, she did. And I have to I have to say, like, when we got things like VCRs mm-hmm. and when they eventually got cable, like, mm-hmm. she figured all that stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. she did not need... I don't remember her. She never asked, like, any of us, you know, how do I do Plus, this? Do you have um, nieces and nephews that are, like, Gen Z? Yeah. So they could have like swooped in little zoomies. I know. <laughs> I just like all my my parents Shout are out ba- to the little zoomies. <laughs> I love the zoomies. Gen Z, y'all rock, man. Generation Z. <laughs> 
Gen Z is like, it makes me wish maybe I could have had a kid because it would have been a Gen Z. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> We're child free by choice, guys. <laughs> oh, we should mention CFBC. Spermcast. Our friend Molly Hockey, we talked to her this week. That's right. She did a follow up with us because we were guests on her podcast, which is called Spermcast. And I know that sounds crazy and off putting. However, it is a podcast about her searching for the perfect sperm donor because she is wanting to birth a child by herself. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? She wants to birth a child by herself. Look. She wants to be a parent and she's unattached. Yes. And so anyway, I just mentioned that because we were on her podcast as the child free by choice example. Yes. I've, that was a couple of years ago, right? That we did that. Was I it last it was year? Last year. Oh, Jesus. But then we followed up with her this week and she FaceTimed with us. She, yeah, she was, she was checking back in with her child free friends to see if how we're doing if during the pandemic during the pandemic if anybody changed their minds it turns out so i don't want to spoil anything i nobody think nobody did. did nobody did but we like kids Wait, i don't I, I hope we never come off as like child haters because we like kids i like no i think being child free by choice means we love kids <laughs> in your face parents no because you, you're the real kid haters here's what's interesting is my journey with parenthood like how i wanted to decide you know because you do have biological urges that sometimes override you Mm -hmm. know um one time i'll never forget this you you know what i'm talking about no i just that's that's always a good opening okay a moment in my life that i will never forget and it was a chance encounter with a stranger do you ever have a chance encounter with a stranger that you, I know you mentioned earlier that you had an a, had an exchange with your little brother Alan that you never forgot where the doctor said mm-hmm. we're all going to have some cancer if we live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, um I think if you have an encounter with someone and you never forget it, there there's a small amount of trauma there <laughs> in the receiving of it. Don't you think? Because trauma, you remember, like trauma, like I remember what I'm wearing on 9-11. I remember. Where, right. Where but I, I think there's also positive things that you remember. You'll never forget. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. I remember somebody saying a positive thing to me that like. You'll never forget. I'll never forget it. It was it was a very helpful thing. So what's the opposite of trauma? Validation. What? Wow. What's Validation? the opposite of trauma? I guess happiness. I don't know. Anyway. Delight. I was at a random fucking audition in who knows god knows where in a crowded waiting area with benches you're like it's like you're a number you're whatever Mm -hmm. you part you're sweaty blah blah blah. and this other actress comes in with her very two cute children and she sits down across from me and we're both waiting to go into whatever audition for whatever commercial where there's hundreds of people being seen. And her kids are sort of like, you know, just like restless and wormy and squirmy and, you know, like, don't touch me. You know, what are you doing? You know, like, very, but kind of like they were very cute mm-hmm. in a way. And <laughs> in a way. They were, I mean, they were clearly like, they're kids, and so yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, a yeah, handful, yeah. Yes. no matter what, but they were cute. 
And I was just charmed by them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, they are so cute. And she looked me in the eye, okay? And she said, do you have kids? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no. And I don't know. I don't know. Me and my fiancé, husband, I can't remember where we were. uh, Me and my husband, we don't know. Oh, so it was me. Okay, good. Yeah, it was you. I was like, we don't know, but, you know, whatever. And she held my gaze. And she said, if you don't want them so badly it hurts, don't do it. Jesus. (laughs) Her message to me penetrated Mm -hmm. my body Mm -hmm. on like a cellular level. I had never heard such honesty from someone or surrounding kids mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. because I had kind of been like, you know, I have friends that are like, Oh my God, you'd be such a good mom and da 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 da. And I'm like, okay, what's the motivation here? Like, do they want me to like enter the club or mm. do they honestly think, we need another human in the world that needs a good parent. Like, I don't know. And then when, and like when she, this was a straight, like this was an encounter with a stranger. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when she said that to me, it made so much sense because I have friends in my life that do want children so badly it hurts, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I 100% support their journey with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a wonderful place to be if you are planning to bring a person into the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also like, I was kind of of the mind as in a, as in my childbearing years of like, Oh, if it happens by accident, that'd be great. Cause I don't have to make the decision. Like I would just, right. Right. You know, and I know people that that has happened to, and they're like, Absolutely. Oh my God, like it was the best thing. We were together for 10 years and now we have a child and it's made our, you know, lives complete or whatever. Um, I, you probably know who I'm talking about when I say that, but like, there's actually a few people, a few people that I can be. think of. Yeah. And I think that is probably true mm-hmm. that when the decision is made for you, you and you're ambivalent yeah then you automatically switch Mm -hmm. your thinking right but then on the other hand it's like the older you get and the more you see your friends struggling with the realities of parenthood Mm -hmm. you start to think about the decision differently and then you start to think okay, what if X, Y, and Z happened? Would I be mentally present or prepared for that? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I got onto that. I don't know. Oh, you were talking about Molly and sperm count. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Tell we're going to be thoughts. on... What I just said. <laughs> I, I Well, I agree. And I think that every once in a while you see, you know people, There's there's like a handful of people in your life that you can absolutely say these people should be parents. Like they are parents and they should be. 
they absolutely have the oh, temperament totally. for it, totally. you know, whatever. It's hard, man. And it's like, it's not like I'm saying that if you're not that, you shouldn't have kids. No, but it is like is not, yeah. when you see There's that no like that, when you see people that are that are well, when you that see are parents people like that, that, that thrive in that role, mm-hmm. it is kind of um, admirable because you're like, wow, they really rose to the occasion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it also feels like there are certain people that it feels like they were always prepared for this. Like I think of one of my cousins who has kids and she's a uh, she's a nurse and it's like she's that kind of person where it's like she's just a natural caretaker she's a natural caretaker and, and I, that was her vocation that was yeah her, her. I'm, I'm sure she knew from when she was a little kid that she wanted to be a mother and uh and she's a great mom you know i feel like our lifestyles like we chose this artistic uncertainty and it's a selfish in a way it's kind of like a selfish journey it's a trade-off man it's like it's a selfish journey like in that you're gonna have all these downs like yeah gonna be ups and downs but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of downs not selfish when you're giving something out to the world i mm-hmm. guess but i don't know a child in all this I I also know that like quarantine has been challenging for people with the school and the work from home yeah. and I just gave there was a GoFundMe brought to my attention I put it on my Twitter this woman had these little girls and they didn't have any Wi-Fi and they were having to sit outside Taco Bell just to get the Wi-Fi from that's, the, that's I mean cr- like that someone started a GoFundMe for this family the single mom but like how are we forgetting people in our society yeah. like this I fucking yeah, it's terrible. It's the idea the idea that kids are mandated to go to school. They have to go to school. And then and the rest of the it's only, up to you. And then sometimes that's the only like square meal they get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, when people say to me, you know, I think you'd be such a good dad, I always want to say, You don't you don't know that. <laughs> you have no idea. I, don't I might you, really suck at it. I actually it. think you'd be a good dad. I think I'd be a good mom. That's beside the point though. Yeah. That think, has nothing to I do would, with I the I decision. Try. No, it has nothing to do with the decision. It the also decision doesn't mean is, that you should have kids. No, the decision is not. I actually think I would be a good union organizer. <laughs> I think you would too. But <laughs> that was going to be like my second choice if I didn't go. <laughs> um, but as far as like union organizing goes, like just because I would be good at it doesn't mean that that's the path. Like there's other things I would be good at. Yeah. Like I know for there are other, like I know for a fact there are other things I would be it's good at. It's part of our society this pressure to become a union organizer. Maybe I should become a union organizer. You really you, wow. <laughs> All right, we should Is that the end of the We should wrap road it up. You becoming an, a union organizer? A what? What? <laughs> of tonight's podcast? Is that the end of the road? You declaring your bid to Paul's become a union organizer? Paul's going to work organizer? tomorrow. I'm worried about him. We're going to try to get COVID tests after he completes yes. his job. Yes. Yes. We're yes, going to yes. do like a drive through And, oh, we have our recommendations. Yeah, let's do some recommendations. Why are you pointing at me? Because we want to, remember we talked about what we, we wanted to recommend John and David. Oh, yeah. Well, why couldn't you start it? <laughs> Like, don't you think I would have picked up on it if you'd started? (laughs) If 
thought you might want to do it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's very generous. I thought you might want. Yes, guess what? We were on the season finale of the animated show Dick Town last night. Um, it's created by our friends David Reese and John Hodgman. It's a very funny animated show, um, and we both got to do guest voices on it. The finale aired last night on FXX, but it's now on Hulu, so you can check it out you there. You can watch the whole season. So you might know, and the, and the episodes are only like 14 minutes long or something. Yeah. But like, you probably know John <laughs> Hodgman from his Judge John Hodgman podcast. From his books, from The Daily from Show. Books, from The Daily from Show. The from Mac the Mac commercials. Ads. He just also narrated Action Park, Class Action Park, which we watched. That's right. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. But and then our um, our other friend David Reese has a wonderful podcast called Election Profit Makers. We were actually guests on it yes. during quarantine. One which of my favorite podcasts. It's really good. Um, David Reese also had an artisanal pencil sharpening book. <laughs> that's right, which is great. That's a great book. And then he book. hosted a, a show that is no longer on the air, but it was called How Did This Get Made? No, it's called Going Deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it's called. What is How Did This Get Made? How Did This Get Made? It's the movie podcast. Oh, the movie podcast. <laughs> Which he has nothing to do with. Sorry. I just confused everything. Anyway, David Reese is very funny, too. And do- David and John are very good friends. And they created this animated show that has sort of like a Scooby-Doo vibe. And it's an adult animated show. Yeah. And So there's swears. And they play themselves in it. Versions of themselves. Versions yes. of themselves. And then Paul and I got to guest in the season finale, which... By the way, we voiced back in 2017. Yeah, I know. A so million years ago. People have asked me, because I posted about it on my socials, they mm-hmm. were like, why did it take so long? And I don't think I know the answer to that, other than I have only ever heard that animation takes a really long time. It does take a long but time. three yeah. years? Yeah. Well, look, who knows? I mean, that that is more about show business, I think, <laughs> and that and conversations what? that we're not you privy know what? to. That is an existential question about my career. Oh, <laughs> shit. I would like to continually ask. That's like when I see a, I see a truck. Uh, behind a truck in traffic and it says caution frequent stops or it says do not follow frequent stops and I'm like it sounds like my career <laughs> like, alright anyway so we got that's to, our joint recommendation we got to be those characters and just so you know we did not voice them together at all no we, we, we separate recordings separate times, so I was never with any other actors that's right I never even got to hear from much from John and David I think they they were patched in during my session, but it was mostly someone else. Yeah. So that was a very strange. I was very. I had no idea how it was going to turn out. I didn't even know what I was doing. I and we was haven't like, watched it yet either. We should watch it tonight. I feel like John did show us like a preview that night. Yeah, but that was late, and I think I was drunk. You were definitely drunk that night. Fuck you. Oh my god, he totally was, y'all. So is John. Shut now. up. <laughs> he was. Okay, I want. I have been wanting to recommend this, and I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. If you have not listened to the podcast, Cocaine and Rhinestones, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites. And the reason I remember it is because it's the only Patreon I'm a mem- member of because a lot of the podcasts I listen, listen to have advertisements and are not Patreons. But um, this is a podcast about country music in the 20th century. It cuts off at the 20th century. So um, Tyler Mahan Co. is David Allen Co.'s son, and he put together this docu-series podcast. There's a season one out where it's just a bunch of different country artists, and it is so detailed and compelling. 
and I would highly recommend it. And I'm very much looking forward to season two where he is going to focus solely on George Jones, um, but it is not quite ready for release yet. But I wanted to plug it because I don't know if a lot of people uh, know about it and how good it is. It's a terrific podcast. But my I friend love it. Phil, he brought it to my attention originally. And then once I got into it, like there were certain episodes I listened to more than once, especially about like the female country artists like Bobby Gentry or mm-hmm. the Judds. Like those are my favorite episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but like I just think it like if you like country music and you like um history and all of that, it's very good. I got really into Tyler Mahan Co.'s like vibe. Yeah. So did you have anything else? Yes, I want to recommend um, a new season. I, I want to recommend all the seasons, but they have a new season that just came out this week mm. of a podcast called This Sounds Serious, which is made by um, some very funny Canadian people that I know. It is a parody of a true crime podcast, like a serial or something like that. They do it. They they're in their third season now. They do a different, you know, made up crime mm-hmm. every season. Um, it's it's a it's the kind of thing like if someone told me about it, I'd be like, nah, I don't know about that. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I heard you listen to it this week and I actually got into it a little bit because it does echo my personal real true crime. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's it, like, it has a very like realistic grounded. They do vibe it so it. well. They do it so well, but it's really, but really satiric, funny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It. Like, no, but it's it's hilarious. It's really funny. Canadian. I know. I love my Canadian. people. Oh, I'll be with. I'll be oh, yes. I'll be returning to the Sunday service. My friends, the Sunday service in Vancouver have invited me to do their show this this Sunday, um, 9 p.m. Pacific. Um, How can people find that? That's just I think the Sunday service uh, Sunday service comedy dot com or search for Sunday Sunday service on the socials search for the Sunday service uh, improv on YouTube and you'll see their channel and I follow them on Instagram everything gets confusing because of Kanye West but oh why because he was doing this fake church thing oh right. (laughs) The Sunday Service Canadian Improv Group. Yes. I got to see them back in October. We went to Vancouver. Yeah. And I had never seen them before. And I knew Paul had like played with them before. But because it's live, I never. Yeah. And I was just like blown away. Yeah. I thought they were. I mean, They're I'm, so funny. I'm not like an improv fanatic. But I. This is like accessible to everybody. Yeah, this is. is for everybody and this oh so back to this sounds serious uh a lot of those people are involved oh good the so that that podcast has three seasons they're all standalone seasons you don't have to listen to them in order or anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't have to listen to the seasons in order but i think you should i, I honestly they're short seasons start with season one it's really really funny stuff yeah listen to your listen to your comedy podcast listen to your country you just music. might hear me pop up on an episode oh. or two did you hear me say that just now? I heard you say it just now. Mm, it's supposed to be private for me to listen to. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap it up. Well, y'all have been great. Thank you for following us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Th- we got to go, but thank you for having thank us. Thank you for following us at Stay of Homekins on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for emailing us at stayofhomekins at gmail.com. And thank you for leaving us five star reviews on iTunes. Yes, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate Please your listenership. And, hang uh, the fuck in there, y'all. Hang the fuck in there, y'all. We'll be back next week. And until then, stay stay safe, stay stay sane, sane, and and stay stay home. home.